Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. Time to get specific. What turns you on? What turns you off? Oof, can hardly wait to hear this. Get ready. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. So we're going to use our acronym, right? Best Sex. What is the best sex? And we want to think about best. B is for body. E is for emotions. S is for spirit. And T is for our thoughts. And we're going to think first about what the turnoffs are, right, George? Yes, we're getting so many questions and comments from our listeners. We want to like practically go through a list, what works, what doesn't work. So we're going to start off just going in each category. We're going to start off with our bodies. What are some things that turn us off, put on breaks in a relationship? Yeah. Number one thing I hear is poor footwear. (laughs) (laughs) That's not nice, Lori. Women get turned off by men's shoes that are not nice. I did have a patient who, she went on a date with this guy who, you know, he he had money, he was fine. And she said he came in like unpolished scuff shoes. And she said, you know, I mean, if he's not going to care about those kinds of details, it's like, forget about it. This is a good lesson for the men listening out there, (laughs) because I could care less what my shoes look like. (laughs) We know that. But if you think about it, I mean, women have love shoes for the most part. My wife's closet's got like a whole rack of them. I'm like, it's nice. And I am up here in New York with George in person live. And I actually saw their closet because Kathy invited me to help pick out George's shirts that we were going to use for our photo shoot. And you're right. She has a rack of shoes. And I have like three pairs. And you have, a, beat up, so. you have three pairs. I got of up my shoes. game. I got up my game. Now that I understand how important this is, I had no idea. This is a revelation to me okay. right now. Poor shoes. Poor shoes. That's a turn off from the body. You know, big one I hear. This one is just bad news is poor dental hygiene. Mm-hmm. Like a man who has bad breath or doesn't go to the dentist or he has bad teeth and he doesn't do anything about it. Ooh, that one is just killer. Right. And we can go through all the five senses, right? Mm-hmm. Smell is certainly going to be a turnoff for a lot of people. And certainly, I mean, so I cannot fight this in women. Women are anxious about smelling bad themselves. Right. So if they don't have a shower, they're just not going to be uninhibited. So I'm like, take the damn shower. Right. You know, don't, don't fight her on that. It. Don't even, don't waste your time. Just a shower is what, five seconds? Go take a shower. But men definitely. Shower outs, gentlemen. Well, visual can be a turnoff too, right? If you want to turn the lights off and your partner wants to kind of see things and mm-hmm. that can be a big turnoff right from that. Right, because we know men don't know where they are without the lights on. Well, this is true. This is true. <laughs> you know, but when you have a bit of 
you're kissing and you can see something, all of a sudden the lights go off. It's like, wah, wah. Mm, you know, such a bummer. People. Such a bummer, a turn off. Right. And maybe the, you know, we can get into turn ons and candles and stuff, but just that idea of recognizing what are the breaks? Get curious. What are things that just kind of dampen your desire? Mm-hmm. The more we could identify them and kind of try to re- remove them, the more emotion, the more energy we have. Mm-hmm. What about taste? Yeah. Something doesn't taste good. Your body doesn't want it. I think sex is an acquired taste. You know, it, it has its own taste. We, okay. have to, we have to get comfortable with that. Okay. Right? Kiss your partner on the back of a sweaty neck. Right? Yeah. Salty. That that can be hot. Mm-hmm. But, or it can maybe not. We're talking about turn-offs, not turn-ons. Yeah. I got off track. She keeps getting back. <laughs> she wants to get to the turn-ons. Yeah. Exactly. Right? But touch can be a turn-off. The touch is too uh, hot. It's too tickly. It's, you know, it's not asking permission, you're spanking someone's butt, they don't want it, it could be a turn yeah. off. So again, just recognizing the body's communicating. If something doesn't feel good, there's a reason it don't feel good. Right. And that's all about attunement, right? If mm-hmm. you're touching your partner in ways that consistently turn them off, I mean, forget about it. I, I hear this all the time. It's like, I've told them a hundred times, don't do this. Or I've told her, I really like this and she doesn't do it. And so that's a turn off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could think about pulling hair. Some people love their hair pulled. Others don't like their hair pulled. You know, we just can't use the same move over and over again. It's about right, recognizing the person you're with. There's probably a reason they don't like their hair pulled. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think touch is a big one to look for feedback and not just assume that you know, but to kind of yeah. talk about it. And pacing. You yeah. know, I think that so many times we're off and misattuned in terms of what we're expecting in bed or what we want in that sexual encounter. And so the pacing is off. Mm -hmm. Maybe he wants it fast and furious and she's not ready. Or maybe she wants it fast and furious sometimes and she never gets that. So, I mean, that can be a turnoff too. Yeah. Like always slow. You're you're in a good rhythm and it's working well (laughs) and you mess with that rhythm. You know, it's, it's okay for the body to say, I don't like that. Like really you were right where you needed to be and I was working well. Please don't move it. Mm -hmm. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> okay. So what about our emotions? What's the turnoffs there? I mean, obviously, resentment. Mm-hmm. You know, you were talking this morning with your wife about that book, Fair Play. Okay. And so many women talk about they don't want foreplay, they want fair play. They want a partner who shares the load. And that resentment, I say, it's the monster under the bed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a huge turnoff if you feel overall that you do more than your partner. Oh, that resentment is big. I, I mean, and people can divide up. They can do different tasks. But I think there's a sense of, are we sharing the load with some equality? There's a lot of turnoffs here emotionally, right? This is where those feelings of rejection, failure, dysfunction. I mean, these things put the big brakes on mm-hmm. on sex. So just being able to name them and to be able to talk about that is is huge because when you it's hard to be turned on when you got a load of pressure on you. Right. When your body's waiting to be told it's not wanted, it's doing it wrong. I mean, those things just make it hard to let go and be playful and all the things we need for really healthy sex. Mm-hmm. Not going to be terribly erotic if you, you know, are waiting to be rejected. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think this one particularly is the one that shuts men down. Men need to be seductive. That's how mm-hmm. I think they share testosterone. But if they've been turned down a million times, why risk saying something clever? Why risk initiating in a way that is sexy 
if all you're going to get is no, they're they're so they're so afraid of that. It's just it comes down to, hey, you want to do it? Do you want sex tonight? Right. Which no woman responds to. Do you want sex tonight? I mean, oh, it's that nasty. Is so boring. So you get the fear of rejection, and then the parts don't work so well. Then you got the fear of performance thrown on top of that, and these fears just mount. Yeah. And the more cumulative they are, the harder it is to want to engage. No pun intended, but you're right. They they do. They add up because, I mean, if you're afraid of being rejected and you're coming into it tentative, there's not enough energy, I think, particularly for men to mm-hmm. perform. They need that kind of that energy, that excitement. So then his body doesn't do as much as what he wants it to do. Then he's just covered in shame. And she's like, what's wrong with me? Why can't you get excited about me, my body? Forget about it. It's over. It is very helpful to intentionally think about this. Right, if you're worried about what your body looks like, you're worried about your partner not liking it, you're worried about things not working, these are all going to put breaks on the process. And the more mm-hmm. we can name those breaks, the more we could kind of free them up and then go to the other list, which we're going to get to. Right. All right, let's move on to spiritual. Okay. Help me. Not being able to, am I being a good boy or a good girl? Does God Mm. like this? Is this, Mm -hmm. you know, wrong to do? Judgment, Mm. you know, this where shame kicks in. Those those parts can really put on the brakes. Oh, yeah. Messages from our childhood, our faith backgrounds. Right. You know, many, I, I want to affirm that there are many faith traditions that do support healthy sexuality. Mm-hmm. And then there are others that don't. You know, and all you get is the, the, shoulds, the no, and should the nots. should and the should nots. Yeah. I read some verses in a Bible. I'm like, damn, God's a sexy thing the way, you know, mm-hmm. this is being described. But mm-hmm. we don't we don't get a lot of those messages. Let the marriage bed be held undefiled. That's my favorite. Uh, and I'm not that religious, but I hold on to that one because I, I think the message behind it, right, is that what two people are consenting to in their bed mm-hmm. is good. Right. And let's get on to the thinking, the erotic mind. What are some of the breaks, the turnoffs of the erotic mind? Mm. I think that the ladylikeness, you know, mm. when I was growing up, right, ladies, young ladies, there was a decorum, a way you were supposed to behave. And I've said this before on the podcast, but I remember being five years old in the doctor's office and my mother saying, ladies sit with their legs crossed. And I remember thinking, like, why? That's uncomfortable. You know, my brothers got to sit any which way they wanted. But there's a closeness that we're socialized. Mm -hmm. Legs are closed. And, you know, when I hear people say about a lady, my thoughts are about you're talking about a set of behaviors that goes through that is polite. And you know what? To be sexy in bed, you kind of got to let go of the lady. Yeah. You know, yes, the freaking bed or at least the woman who can open her legs and isn't polite and isn't so worried about what her body smells like, the noises she makes, anything. It's like, it's really having mm-hmm. to be unladylike as a woman. Right. And, you know, I think for men, and and I want to be really careful here, but so many men have a part of them that doesn't want to offend a woman mm-hmm. and doesn't want to hurt a woman. And they really are concerned about being supportive of women and mm-hmm. politically correct but in some ways they tamp down the sexual part of them and that energy that the sexual experience needs right i had one guy who said you know i've got a 16 year old inside he's anxious i got a 22 year old who wants to respect women and then i got a caveman and the first two always outvote the caveman <laughs> you know 
And his well, wife was yeah. like, could I sleep with the caveman? You know, I mean, that energy, right, can be so un- unerotic if you're so concerned about decorum every single minute. Well, all of these conditioned habits over time cause us not to develop the erotic mind, right? And not developing the erotic mind, you can't resource it. It will then turn into a break, mm-hmm. right? We miss a chance to kind of use these pieces to pull them into the engagement, right? And worse, it, they, it can start bringing up overthinking, right? So we start to be anxious. We're going over the list of what needs to happen. We're thinking about the kid's birthday. I mean, all these other things are filling the mind because we don't know how to let the erotic mind do what it's supposed to do. And it will just kind of stop this process. So- all right. And there's also talking, right? There's nothing like sometimes somebody doesn't stop talking. How was that? Was that good for you? I mean, there's this constant kind of feedback that's not well-timed that also is going to kind of get in the way of that erotic mind. So mm-hmm. Distract somebody from their own enjoying the sexy moment. Right. right? And this is not an exhaustive talking. list. This is just our attempt to throw things out there to start a conversation and get you all thinking about what might turn you off. Right. And when we come back, let's get to the good stuff. Hey, I just want to take a minute to thank our Patreon supporters. I am very grateful for what you've done, and we'd love to invite the rest of you in on our mission. Your support means more than you realize, and it keeps this project moving forward, and we're really hoping to reach greater heights. Find a link on foreplayradiosextherapy.com or foreplayrst.com, and we are so thankful for your support. Frustrating low libido can be, well, frustrating. Sound familiar? Visit ADD. Com foreplay and complete your online consultation today to see if Addy or Flabanserin is right for you. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive low sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past and who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI, including box warning at Addy.com forward slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Visit ADDYI.com slash foreplay. We at Foreplay are excited about Addy, and to help share the love, our listeners can now schedule their Addy consultation for only $10. To see if Addy is right for you, visit Addy.com and use the coupon code FOREPLAY at checkout to redeem this offer. That's code FOREPLAY at ADDYI.com. Lori's been anxiously awaiting <laughs> for the second half of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, and I'm the only one who cares about turn-ons. Right, right? she's been jumping, at, wants to talk, jumping out the right. bit. Let's get That's to the me. turn-ons. That's me, uh, and that is Gotta me. Pursue but, energy uh, here. Okay. So let's get started over. Let's get to the to the body. What are Ooh. some of the turn-ons? What are the ways Ooh. to just get us going? Get the game on. Yeah, the body. Nothing like attunement. Somebody who kind of knows you, knows how to touch you does that well that is hot stuff yeah different types of touch let's get specific 
right? Pressure, tempo, texture. There's so many elements to this, you know, the timing of it. Uh, we mm -hmm. can really get a lot better if we practice and we're intentional. Yeah, and we need to know ourselves. We need to know those touches that turn our partner on to make hot sex. Nice. Yeah. Let's go to those senses, smell, mm. right? Smell nice, clean. That's a big turn on, perfume, cologne. Yes, please. Nice. All of that is so good. Even a nice shower with good soap. <laughs> that can be great. I got to feel my soaps a lot like my shoes. <laughs> I got out my game, Lori. I got out my game. George, I know what I'm going to send you for Christmas. <laughs> good soap. Okay, what else? Smell sight. Right. Those candles, just the right light. Talk about the men and the visual. This is where you nail the, that need. Yeah, the light can be really important because men can be visual. It's can a big, be? Well, are. I don't want to generalize too much, but yes, men. But generally. Generally, men get turned on visually. They like seeing their partner and whatever they're in. You know, that's why negligee, strip tease, all these things are just, they feed the part of that brain that kind of gets the erotic mind going to just mm -hmm. have that visual. That's the springboard. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, when you just turn the lights off, that's not going to get that part of the brain kind of lit, lit up. She turns the lights off because she believes that he doesn't he's not going to like what he sees. Right. He wants the lights on because he does like what he sees and it turns him on further. Exactly. Ooh, what a miss. What a miss. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. Men are so visual and so hard to get across to a partner who is not comfortable with that. And this touch isn't just for your partner. Right with the visual, it's we're trying to get men, especially more grounded in their body. Can you feel your heels? Can you feel your butt on the bed? Can you feel all these different parts of your skin? That it's so important to being relaxed and not getting too intense and too tunnel vision focus on just your genitals. Right. So again, it's a huge part of being turned on. Yeah, that's that is good. Him having full sensuality, mm -hmm. him thinking about his body as a whole. Men liking, do, do you think men will like like a whole body massage before they Absolutely. have sex? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Who doesn't like a massage? Yeah. Right? But they just but think isn't, about. But is that like frustrating because he really wants to get to sex? No. I, you know, you want to scratch my back and rub my head. You know, these different parts of touch are so important to mm -hmm. relax and, and Sometimes you want a quickie and it's not, I don't want it, but other times it's it's all about timing. <laughs> it's all about timing. Okay, but we can good. see this as a big area of the body of getting people more intentional about bringing their whole body in, bringing in smells, tastes, sight. There's so many things here that can hit that gas pedal and really accelerate the process. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, let's get into the emotional, the heart. The heart. I think we want to have sex with people we feel connected to right i mean that's what the research shows it's like it's better if there's something happening with that person i maybe that's just me but i i mean i know there are a lot of people out there in the world having hookups with people that they don't feel connected to i think for women though there's a fantasy that there's gonna be a connection i think that's that uh, that's what my women patients tell me i mean i know there are women that just do hookups mm -hmm. and that's okay but a lot of them are fantasizing this is the beginning of a relationship. Right. And again, men need this part big time. They don't get appreciated enough. So that afterglow period, that want to cuddle, that want to, it's all about that emotional bond. And how mm -hmm. do we just 
make that more explicit throughout the process. Right. I remember this scene from a movie that the guy, they had had hot sex. And afterwards, you know, he's kind of lying there and he starts reminiscing and talking and just, you could see, you know, she turns and looks at him and he, he opens up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very emotional for him. The sex was sort of the, the keyhole into this place of his emotions and his heart. And I remember thinking it was a really hot scene, not the sex, yeah, the but the emotional connection afterwards was really hot. Showing interest. Right. This isn't just in a bedroom, right? Before the bedroom, this really looking in each other's eyes. I want to see the mm-hmm. green brains that are feeling kind of fun and excited and playful. I mean, to get there, we have to feel safe, mm-hmm. right? And and the things that we can do that set us up for that, that's just going to make this process better. We do have to feel safe. I also think eroticism is also about taking risks. Mm-hmm. You know, that sometimes to make it hot sex, it isn't just a starting place of safety, mm-hmm. you know, that we have to challenge ourselves to do the thing that maybe feels a little vulnerable. I mean, don't you think? The best lovers, because they feel safe, they can take risks. It's easy to risk when you're feeling safe with somebody. You're not going to be rejected, right? You're going to still be accepted. So yes, it's a big part of good sex is to not know, to bring different things in to keep growing and stretching. That's what the best lovers do, right? They take risks and they're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay, what about spiritual connection? Yeah, I think when you have a healthy image of of God, that's about connection and it's about having fun and it's something that you're grateful for, that you have a body and a mind and a heart that can do these things. Like it, It can feel like Worship, like God's kind of happy that you're in this place. I mean, it's that's frees you up from all those breaks and actually brings in this other sense. You know, great love is described feeling a sense of transcendence, mm-hmm. part of being something bigger than themselves. It's about as spiritual as we f- can feel in those moments of ecstasy when we're kind of super connected. So, mm-hmm. like, just making that explicit and being like, wow, man, this is it's good to be alive. Thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the gratitude, you know, for having a body mm-hmm. that is that can love. I mean, that's amazing. And I love that you're talking about the idea of a sex positive God, you know, yeah. because so many people grow up believing God is frowning on them for masturbating or being sexual in some way or judging them. And they don't feel the message of, hey, you know, if you believe in God and you believe God made your body and all things are good in your body, I mean, that's that's a powerful message. Your body is made for pleasure. You know, the clitoris, like there's there's no other reason <laughs> for a clitoris except for sexual pleasure. Like if you believe in creation, you really got to believe in female orgasm. I hear you. I hear you. We need to hear more of those healthy spiritual messages, right? We got a lot of breaks in this department, but not a lot of gas pedals. And then why not develop that? Why not feel like, you know, this is loving well? If God is love, well, God is here, mm-hmm. right? And how do we find God in in these events? Yep. And I I probably want to expand the idea of spirituality to include, like you were just about to say, the transcendence of merger. You know, Mm. when you are together with somebody, your bodies, I mean, I I really think there is very little in life that beats intercourse. I mean, it is so merging. To become one. To become one. 
I yep. mean, it, it's an incredible experience. And technicalities aside on whether or not you orgasm that way, just intercourse is freaking amazing. I mean, it's so intimate, yep. so beautiful. To me, I mean, it's still, it's still wonderful. Let's finish off this turn-ons. <laughs> Let's get to the thinking erotic okay. mind. Lori, what do you think? I think that cultivating a, a life of thoughts that are sexy is really important. I recently shared with some girlfriends about all our sexy thoughts, and we've known each other for a really long time. And you know what we thought about when we were kids compared to what we think about now has, has grown and developed. And I think what was so neat was to hear women who are very alive sexually you know, very erotic, like had continued their growth. They hadn't, their heyday was not when they were in their 20s. It was like they were sexier now. They thought more now deeply and allowed themselves sort of mind freedom to be erotic. You know, sex starts in the brain and it ends in the brain. I'm probably not going to be wildly attractive when I'm 80. And I hope my husband still thinks my brain is very sexy. I love it. It's an area that we all need more practice with, right? That erotic brain, there is no limitations to it. It's got such beautiful freedom. And if we could remove some of the breaks to it and really go on an exploration, it's an endless, fun exploration. It is. It is. And so I think, you know, allowing ourselves to think, to plan, to be creative, you know, like what would be the next encounter that would be Mm-hmm. A great turn on. I mean, that's a way to fantasize about your partner, about the possibilities, about making it hot and spicy and sexy. I mean, that's this whole that's using episode using best is trying to get your mind to be more intentional, it's trying to give you more tactics, trying to get you to be more practical and applying this stuff. Mm-hmm. So you all have your homework assignment. Yeah. And let's make it explicit. I think that they should write out the acronym BEST, Body, Emotions, Spiritual, and Thoughts, and write down their own turnoffs and their own turn-ons, and share together on Friday night. This comes out on Friday morning. So tonight when you hear this, this is your date night. I want you to share BEST turn-offs and BEST turn-ons. And if you don't do it, you're in trouble with Dr. Lori. <laughs> Thanks so for go listening. Do it. Thanks Keep it for hot. listening. Keep it hot. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.